Welcome to another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk, real conversations about technology and teaching from Georgia's Cherokee County School District. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, and guess what? I'm going to tell you it's another exciting episode of Cherokee Tech Talk. I'm your host, Susie Lolly. So delighted to be here with a fellow instructional technology specialist, Mr. Frank Graham. Frank's going to tell you more about himself in a minute, but first of all, let me introduce our topic. If you are someone who likes nerdy, mixed with free, mixed with scavenger hunt, mixed with geography, I mean, all these kind of things, you're going to love our topic today. We're going to talk geocaching in the classroom. So without further ado, Frank, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Hello, Susie. Thank you for inviting me to be on your podcast. I'm Frank Graham. I'm currently ITS in the Creek View Zone. I've been a teacher for 15 years, primarily in middle grades and upper elementary, uh, teaching science and social studies. So, Frank, we are so glad again to have you on the show, and I'm really excited about the topic today. So you and I both enjoy geocaching, but you have been doing it longer. So will you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is? Well, geocaching, if you've never heard of geocaching, is an outdoor activity that kind of mixes hiking and um, treasure hunting with technology. And the basic concept of geocaching is that someone hides a container that we call a cache, and your mission is to find it. So this digital scavenger treasure hunt um, is what takes place. So to be able to find the cache or hidden container, you need to use GPS. So uh, before cell phones, you could just use a, a GPS handheld unit like a Magellan, they make many of them E-Trex. Or now with the uh, age of cell phones, most cell phones have GPS on them and you can use that to find longitude and latitude and track down the cache. It's a lot of fun, kind of mixes two of my favorite things, being outdoors as and uh, technology. And it's great for uh, really all ages. Um, kids enjoy it as well as adults. So now that we know what geocaching is, People may not realize that these things are hidden everywhere. So I want you to tell us a little bit about what, where we can find some geocaches, including I know of a couple that Mr. Frank Graham has created. So tell us about those. Well, you can find geocaches everywhere. In fact, Susie, it's pretty surprising when you take a look at the geocaches that are uh, nearby. If you've never looked for geocaches around here, you'll be, you'll be amazed. There's a ton in Cherokee County as well as Georgia in the United States, pretty much everywhere you go, including all around in Europe, all around the world. In fact, there's even one uh, out in space, if you can get there. It's on the International Space Station. But I would suggest you, if you're interested in uh, getting into geocaching, to go to geocaching.com, make an account, read about it there, do a search, and find some local caches to start off with. In fact, a couple that might be good ones to begin with would be uh, two that I've hidden myself. And one of them is at exit 14 at the Zaxby's, and the other one is at the Zaxby's on exit 19. And there will be a third 
cash hidden at the Dairy Queen on Highway 5 near Sixes Road coming uh, soon. You know, before you and I even worked together, I knew who you were. I didn't really know you that well, but I did not even pay attention to the fact that one of the caches that I had found was one that you've planted, the one at the Zaxby's on um, Exit 19. That was really fun. My mom and I were back from a little vacation, and I taught her this nerdiness, and we had a good time finding a couple on the way back. So thanks for doing that. And speaking of you creating geocaches, word on the street is that you were Teacher of the Year a few years ago, and the lesson that you submitted to show your teacher of the yearness <laughs> involved geocaching. So I'd like you to walk us through that lesson and I will be sure to link that lesson as well on our show notes. So go ahead and tell us about that. I think geocaching is a great activity to do in the classroom. Of course, it's slightly different because we're not looking up hidden caches on the internet and walking from our school with our students. We kind of structure our atmosphere where it's safe and local right at our school. So the way I'd suggest uh, doing and implementing a geocache lesson would be tied into either PE, social studies, science, or to technology standards, which uh, there's a ton of real world connections that you can make uh, through geocaching. And what I would do is uh, we would hide about five or six different hidden caches around the school campus. I'd make sure they were in safe places far from the uh, parking lot. And then I would uh, secure some handheld GPS units. And I would introduce how to use the, how to use the handheld units. And that'd be a good lead into longitude and latitude uh, studies. And I would eventually uh, train my students on how to use it. And they really enjoyed the activity, getting outside, finding the hidden caches. And then later in the week or the next week, we would get a younger grade. In first grade and some younger grades that are learning uh, primary and cardinal directions, uh, the compass rows, or maybe a, a little older grades that are studying longitude and latitude, uh, this would be a great activity to have uh, an older class working with a, a younger class. So I used to love to do this when I taught fifth and sixth grade, and we would bring in our first graders, do an activity uh, that involved geocaching with them. And it was just a ton of fun. Uh, I really suggest you giving it a uh, giving it a try. So you sort of already addressed this, how, you know, teaching the GPS skills covers a lot of social studies areas. Also, you're getting them outside, so you're connecting with that kinesthetic learner. Can you think of it, any other type of classroom that you feel would benefit from a similar lesson like this? Well, I think uh, many different types of classrooms can benefit from a geocaching lesson. Like I said, it touches on some PE standards, being outdoors, working together in groups, following rules. I think it's good for younger kids, it's an exploration and an outdoor activity. And I think it's even appropriate for older students as well um, when they're starting to understand how GPS and global tracking uh, devices work. And then you can use that for a springboard for other technologies and how GPS is used today, which um, you know everybody has pretty much a GPS unit um, on them at all times now with a cell phone. So those things are important. So I think it's relatable to 
to many grades. I think they would all enjoy it. I agree with you. I think it encompasses a lot of skills. And besides that, it's just fun. It's time for, you know, we've held on too long, I guess, to we don't want to drop rigor, but we've maybe held on to that so tightly that we have missed the fun. And so when you can incorporate rigor and skills and fun, what a cool lesson. So I love that you have shared this and that it can adapt to so many classrooms. So the next question teachers are going to be asking is, so what steps should I take if I want to get started with geocaching? So why don't we help them with that? There are a few tips that I would suggest a teacher who is ready to do or try a lesson in geocaching to start off with. First thing is, it does consist of some heavy prep time. Which what I mean by that is the prep time is going to include not only finding the materials and containers to hide, but you'll also need to go outside and walk the area that you're going to use for geocaching, just watching out for hazards and making sure it's away from the parking lot. Plus, it's far away from the building enough where you can get a good GPS signal on it as well. So then you have to mark the waypoint on the GPS unit itself and uh, uh, find the point and then check it to make sure it's accurately read by the GPS device. So it's kind of a heavy prep time for the activities, but it's one of those things that you can reuse from year to year. Um, and once you kind of have the, uh, the locations of the caches set up, it's easy to repeat it for other grades or other classes. Yeah, I know uh, we all struggle with the time factor and, you know, lack of time to do it. So uh, it's kind of tough. Sometimes geocaching uh, can be, depending on the type, on the number of units, GPS handheld units you get, you may not be able to get enough for everybody to have one. So you'll have to do groups. And it's not a real speedy activity since the students are looking around and searching and finding and exploring. So the lack of time in a traditional block schedule, you may have to look at that and kind of plan around that because that's certainly a challenge. The next challenge is getting your students used to uh, using the GPS unit itself and how to change from one waypoint to the other, um, how to read it, uh, and explain to the kids that uh, it's not going to it's going to tell you a range when you get about ten feet. Uh, you'll do the geocache stomp, which you'll start going around in a circle. So the kids think that it will literally point, pinpoint it to the exact location. and That's not necessarily the case. So it'll get them close, but they still have to use the most important tool in geocaching, their, their eyes and their brain. Now you probably need to get some additional adult support for this as well. So you might want to recruit another teacher or, or get some parent volunteers. That's going to be a challenge. You want all your groups to be spread out so they, you know, not interfering with the other groups, but you want them to be supervised. And of course, it's kind of just like a field trip since you're leaving the building. You want to keep in mind the health concerns of your students. Make sure you've got, you know, uh, bee sting medicines and take precautions for medicines as well. That's just another thing to keep in mind. 
So that's just a few things to think about as you are planning your lesson. Yeah, Frank, I think a lot of those tips would not be things that teachers would have thought about, including myself, but I can't wait to maybe try one of these lessons with teachers. So if you're in my zone or in one of the other ITS zone, feel free to reach out and let's get one of these lessons going. So Frank, I want to thank you for being on the show and I will definitely include in the show notes again, a link to your lesson a link also to follow you on social media. You have a really cute Twitter handle, so I'll be sure to post that. And thanks again so much for sharing your ideas. Did you love the show? There's more where that came from. Simply head over to iTunes, SoundCloud, or the CastBox app for Android to leave us a positive review. That will help us reach even more listeners and share the great stories that are happening in and around Cherokee County School District. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon for another episode of Cherokee Tech Talk.